Vincent gets him out now, and here he comes. Denon Kingley gets up the rail. Golden 60, they roar for their hometown hero. He's a length clear over Salios, running on Mother Earth. It's Golden 60, the locals can't beat him. The internationals can't beat him. This is his house, Fortress Golden 60. It's Nature Strip out clear in the King stand by two lengths from Atlam Express. Twilight calls him behind Nizek Palatro. Salute a world-class sprinter, Nature Strip. A ripper in the king stand. Alligator blood tiring. I'm thunderstruck over the top. Rumbling hard. And got up. I'm thunderstruck. I reckon it's just been delegated. Bloody the beauty. It's English and Felsworth fighting it out. Chautauqua very late. It's English a half length in front. Can he do it? Chautauqua. He's flying. Yes. There's history! Thunderstruck wearing them down and Animo is starting to come now at the 100. Here comes Animo over the top with that Thunderstruck who's lifting Animo! Six group ones, a big one! Wicks down the middle, Kings will dream at the 100, it's getting desperate. Now Wicks is storming home, Wicks over the top! Oh, is too good, but can't beat it! G'day punters and welcome to another Racing Previews podcast. Uh, no Benny tonight, he's tied up with uh, Moody Valley commitments, so it's just Wilbur and I. Uh, Nico's got a pretty sensible hat on tonight, so hopefully there's no uh, no tangents and well-behaved Wilbur, it could be a good thing. How are you mate? Yeah, good thanks. Very excited. Um, I don't know whose great idea it was to put the, the Cox plate four days before the English exam, but... I'm a bit hamstrung at the moment, but um, I've done I've done the form for the two main races on on the Friday night and the and obviously the Cox Plate. So um, yeah, so we're, we're going to do a runner by runner instead of an actual um, whole preview because we're all a bit busy at the moment. Benny's got Cox Plate on at the moment, and obviously bit, um, Nico's busy with work, and I'm doing Year Twelve at the pointy end of Year Twelve. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll just do a, a shorter shorter well, that, um, preview today so yeah yeah we'll, we'll make do with what we've got so we'll obviously as you touched on we'll go through a runner by runner for the Manicato and the Cox Plate and then uh, I've got a couple of bets that we will touch on after that so Wilbur obviously race 7 tomorrow night rail in the true wait for age 1200 meter group 1 the highlight of the night yeah uh, Behemoth has earned the number one saddle cloth, jumping from barrier 16, currently $34 with the tab. What have you got him marked, and what are your thoughts? I've got him marked double that. I could see I could see someone um, sort of plausibly making a case for him, but um, I, I just couldn't have him off his recent form. Like, he's, he's, like, you're looking at the ratings, he's clearly on a, on a decline, and 
Um, barrier 16 is just not ideal for him. I saw I saw he did trial pretty well, but like you know he's a he's a genuine Group One horse on his day, so he he'd want to be trialing well, but uh, yeah, not not for me. Marked him 80s. There there is something that is probably worth noting for the punters out there that don't know. I have been told that he did trial in shades. And the blinkers do go on tomorrow night. So whether this is a bit of a large last ditch effort at a at a group one and trying to get him to run a bold race, I'm I'm not too sure. But yeah, look, he's been a he's been a good old horse over his day, but he probably would surprise a few tomorrow night. We move on to eleven eleven, the visitor from Sydney, drawn barrier seven, which looks to be uh, nice enough on paper. Currently fifteen dollars with the tab. Is that a accurate price, Wilbur? Yeah, I I had him eighteen dollars. I thought that was about right. Um, he's sort of consistent around his level. I don't think he's much better than that. He he's not the best first up horse, so that that is a negative. But he did race through the Winter Carnival. Um, bit of a a jockey upgrade. Uh, oh, no, actually no, that's wrong. Sorry. Uh, he's been had Hugh Bowman throughout the Winter Carnival, but um, yeah, twelve hundred meters first up. Um, he's had eight goes first up, and he hasn't. He's only been placed twice, and they were both third. They were both third. So um, I'll be working around him, but he, but he's not hopeless. Yeah, he he's a horse that always seems to improve second up, and usually needs the run. So yeah, given that he doesn't have a very good first up record, and it's his it's his first time around the valley, he'd probably be pretty happy to play around him, but. He's got a top-class jockey on board, so you just never know. Three, the old boy, the warrior, Streets of Avalon, for Spanos, draw barrier 10, one of the outsiders of field at $81. He, he's going to go forward and he's going he's gonna to try like he always does, but I suppose he's uh, he's got his work cut out for him. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I had him market price. I had eighty dollars. Um, yeah, he's getting older now, and I think fourteen hundred is a much better spot for him. Even sixteen hundred meter, uh, six hundred sixteen hundred meters is probably better for him. And the rain that's projected to come and probably won't be suiting him either. But if the rain misses and and it's heavily on pace, he's got some sort of chance. But I'm I'm happy to risk him around that price. Yeah, well, I suppose that is something worth touching on that we didn't off the top, that who knows what this track's going to be like. Like, mm-hmm. who knows if the rain's going to hit, and if so, if it does hit, when it's going to hit. So I know yeah. Benny was saying uh, to us earlier today that they're not putting any water on the track, and there's a massive chance that if the rain doesn't hit tomorrow pre-races that we're going to be on a three, and it's going to be a very fast deck. So Yeah, like that like that year Haydock won the, the Manicato, and it was a, there was... Um, forty mil of rain or whatever projected on the um, on the Friday night, and none of it hit. And they're on they're on a a, a good on a good a firm track, and they're all running um, yeah. they're all running track records. So yeah, you never yes. know. We have to wait and see. But we're we're, we're both working off a, a soft track. So, okay. Yeah. Right. Number four, we move down to the Inferno, drawn barrier seventeen. For Blake Shin, who is currently airborne, he could ride. Uh, he could ride a broomstick over the moment. At the moment, Shinny. So, thirty-four dollars. He is a horse that has had 
some previous previous success at the Valley. Obviously, uh, a McEwen winner. But he's a very hard horse to catch. He's I don't know if he's completely genuine. He always needs the race run to suit, etc., etc. But if they do go silly up front, he is going to be the one that's probably going to be launching late, isn't he? Yeah, um, he does have form that would win this race. Like he's he's run in last year's Moyer Stakes. I know it was over a thousand meters, but that would go very close to winning this and and probably have him favourite here. But he's his form since then has just declined and he's nowhere near that. Um, yeah, the race shape probably won't suit him. I'm sort of projecting it to be on pace in the in the, the rail true at the valley. So um, I, I'm happy to be around him. He was he was completely spaced in the Moya. I know that's a different race shape being over a thousand meters, but yeah, I was I was happy to to work around the Inferno, even though Black Shin's riding. Yeah. Number five, we move down to what's going to be a very popular select. Um, I'm quietly confident. Spoiler alert: in number five, Palali. Uh, currently marked $3.60 at the tab. Barrier 6 looks to, looks to set up pretty well for him, I, th- I think, here. Wilbur, obviously, uh, the Moya Stakes run, he was just chasing the whole way off his feet. He was never going to be suited to 1,000 metres. 1,200 metres is the real sweet spot. He's a pretty good cult, this fella. Uh, does he get his group one tomorrow night? Um, I think he's pretty well set up to. Um, I think he's going to run to his peak. He's run to his he's uh, 102.5 on multiple occasions, and he's giving every sort of indication he's, he's going to do that number tomorrow night. Um, the map's good. The map's perfect. Um, the speed's on. He'll just sit right behind it. And yeah, I've I've marked him a little like marginally. Longer than the market, I've got him three ninety. Um, so he needed drift for me to back him, but but just with percentages and stuff like that, holding the, the markets down in the in the early markets, um, he probably will get out, and I, and I probably could back him. So, um, yeah, I I I definitely um, like Palele, and I've got him on top. J Max obviously flying. Um, yeah, like I don't know, I don't know what to say. He's the the, the obvious favorite, and if you're sort of saying anything else's favourite. I don't know how you how you can say other than if it's Rothfire if he gets back to his old form, but um yeah, Palele's um definitely on top for me. Yeah, beautiful. Filled me with all the confidence that I wanted to hear there, Wilbur. It is probably worth noting punters that uh J Mac and Palele have paired up together eight times for three wins and four seconds. The only missed was mm. that Moya Stakes run. So uh, J-Mac does hold the key to him, even though, regardless, he's a he's a pretty consistent cult. Number mm. six, we move down to Shakiro, draw barrier 12, 100 to 1. That's yeah, probably still unders. Yeah, let's, let's not waste any time. I marked him 750s. What? I know I found out during the week that the way that they do... Uh, the select the selection process is based off prize money. Yeah, so, yeah. how yeah, this horse has won millions. that much prize money, I will never know. But the magic yeah, millions is that one, didn't it? As a, as a two-year-old. Yeah, yeah, some, something along the lines of so. Yeah, this horse shows out, shows out there. You just have to win one race. Yeah, exactly. 
all of this horse's peaks are at a at a thousand meters. Um, oh, oh, actually no, they're they mixed between a thousand twelve hundred, but they're they're nowhere near nowhere near good enough to win this. So didn't spend much time on him when I was doing the form. Yeah, beautiful. You didn't waste your time. Number seven, we move down to Rothfire, the the thriller from Chinchilla. <laughs> he was super here first up on return and arguably ran a pretty solid race. I would have thought here in the Moya. Um, $6.50, draw barrier five, looks to get a nice little cosy run in there. I've always been of the opinion that he's a better 1,200-metre horse than a 1,000-metre horse personally. So I think, obviously, this was the race that he's been sort of set towards. How do you think his map plays out, and, and what are your general overthought on him as a horse? Yeah, I think the map's pretty good. Barrier 5, uh, or oh, he probably comes into to 3, actually, after um, after the emergencies come out. Um I, he's actually the bet in the me. He's the value in the race um, currently. Um, his first up run sort of indicated that he was somewhere back to his best. He he ran an 102. That was the first time he broke the 100 mark since since he since he won the uh, what was it the the um, the run to the rose I think it was or the golden rose or something like that. Yep. one of those ones. Um, and yeah, he um. Like he's 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 shown glimpses. I don't think he was suited in the Moya. They went too quickly, um, and he got he got uh, boxed in by Balanipatina. He's obviously going to be much better suited up to twelve hundred third up. Um, I think if if the rail's hot, which it which it could be, um, he's he's a, a real real chance. And um, I've marked him five dollars, so I th- I think he's the He's the value in the race at the moment, and I'm, I'm and I'm taking a couple other other ones on. So, um, yeah, that, that's the way I'm sort of looking at the race so far. Yep, beautiful. We move down to number eight, the astrologist. Uh, draw barrier eight, twenty one dollars. Personally, first thought I thought he was a touch outclassed here. Uh, Look, he's a he's a good horse, but I've always been of the opinion that he's a bit of a Flemington horse personally. But mm. what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, he, his peaks are definitely at, at Flemington. I don't think Mooney Valley really suits him a whole whole lot. But um, yeah, I was happy to be against him and marked him double double the price he's at the moment. I think he'll drift. Yeah, I thought it was just a little prep up run. Mm. Obviously, when the, when the horses' ratings get up, they've got, they've got to continue to run in these sort of better races. Uh, otherwise, they they cop it by the handicapper. So, yeah, I'm sure they'll pick up a nice race for him through the upcoming Flemington Carnival. Number nine, September run. K McAvoy, draw barrier 13, $18 shot in the market. Bit of a hateful horse. It was the it obviously won the William Reed. Yeah, beating uh, Marabi, hard horse to catch, I suppose, but does go reasonably well around the valley. Um, Second up in the autumn was obviously when it won the William Reed, so it's the same setup here. What are your yeah. thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you said it's a hateful horse, so that means I've found it. So 
I've marked it ten dollars. <laughs> I've marked it ten dollars. I think it's a, a well over the odds. Um, uh, just off the William Reed run, like the pace is on there. The pace is going to be on here. The second up, exact same setup. Um, not exact same, but um, second up off a off a similar break, different um, different first up run. But um, yeah, if if he she was able to to keep up in the the William Reed last up, which I thought was was interesting. She uh, Craig Williams pushed her, but she was still still there. And when, when the pace collapsed in front of her, she was in the right spot. But um, she's drawn to get a similar run and K-Mac showed the initiative last start to try and keep her um, keep her within sort of five lengths but she wasn't quick enough to keep up over a thousand metres but over t- 1200 metres I think she definitely can be close enough to to come down the outside if if there is a pace meltdown I thought I, I, I thought she was over the odds I've got a 10 1040 um, she's $18 now so she's she's the the um, other value in the race I guess Yeah, beautiful. Well, you've got K back on it, and you won't have me in your corner. So <laughs> yeah, you pro- not your sort a of horse. Chance, Wilma. <laughs> not my sort of horse. One of my sort of horses, though, a little misconsistent. Number ten, Ballon Patina, could be very well suited here, uh, depending on your speed map. Draw barrier two, five dollars mm. in the market. Where do you sort of envisage she will be in the run? And do you think she also will go very close to her deserved group one tomorrow night? Um, yeah, I think she's she's third pick in the race. Um, she's definitely um, in the market and um, she, she's a, definitely a great chance. Craig Williams is flying. Um, she's, like, like I said in the Moya, all of her peaks are at at Mooney Valley and, and she, she races best here. Um, I just I just have a small query on the map. I don't know where she gets to from barrier two. Um, she's quick, but she's not super quick. Um, she might be three back the rails, two back the rails. Either way, I think the horse in front of her um, will be a roadblock. So, um, yeah, I, I was happy to to mark her a, a tiny bit longer than the market I, I marked her six dollars i thought i thought she was um definitely definitely a chance i'm not not um saying she's not but um i was happy to work, work around her at um what, what price is she she five dollars four eighty she's five dollars yeah. yeah so so nothing nothing not taking her on enormously but um de- but definitely um a little bit longer than the market yeah well, I can definitely see where you're coming there, but with uh, with some of these horses that have got a heart as big as them, sometimes they uh, can overcome sticky barriers. And look, Willow's absolutely flying at the moment, so someone's yeah, going to be in a sticky position and you need yeah, to carve, carve gaps. Willow's probably the man at the moment. Yeah. We've, we moved down to horse number 11, Rock and Horse, for... Uh, Maloney and Maroney drawing barrier 15 26 dollars in the market um, yeah um, what do you think here oh he's a bit of a weird horse to lo- oh, she's a bit of a weird horse to line up line up at the moment because I thought she was a bit of a one hit wonder when she won the new market but hmm. her last two runs have probably been pretty full of merit to be honest when you look back at it 
only just losing to Baller, and then she ran pretty super behind Private Eye, only beaten just over two lengths, and Private Eye nearly won the Everest last week. So, mm. it's pretty good, pretty good form. Uh, what, what were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I actually had a shorter than the market as well. I had a twenty-two dollars, so nothing massive, but um, she's quite consistent around her level. I just, I just sort of thought. Um, she's much better suited at Flemington than what than what she will be at um, at Mooney Valley. I, I was sort of happy to to uh, uh, even though I've got her short in the market, I'm I'm happy to not not be with her and, and take her on. But um, she she's definitely a chance. But I think the barrier might be might put her out of play a little bit. But I think she's still a, a little over the odds. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the thought that I had that it might just be a little bit cast from the carrier yep. barrier. Uh, number twelve is Jamea, obviously another Sydney sider coming down in search for a lit a little bit better ground. Look, she's ran some decent races on her day, but she also is a bit of a hard horse to catch. What were your thoughts on her chances? Yeah, she's she's a really consistent horse around um, the same sort of rating, um, and that rating isn't good enough to be winning here. So I was happy to to work around her. Um, I, I didn't think she was a winning chance in this race, but if if there is a massive pace meltdown, and um, I guess if she if she's the one running over the top and she gets the right map, then it could be her. But um, I I don't really see um, the the Manicado um, being one at a level that that um, her exposed form and, and a good um, um, sort of amount of exposed form um, I, I just don't think she's she's good enough to be winning a, a group one William uh, Manicado yeah fair enough number 13 the Coolmore Silks line up here with best of Bordeaux Tim Clark, draw barrier 14, currently $12 in the market. Is it worth noting that uh, that Tim Clark's on this horse and not James McDonald? What happened to his Coolmore contract? Or is that just confetti when he wants it to be? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's good enough I to little, just... I had, a, I had a little giggle. What was that? I had a little giggle at that, I thought, oh. I had a little giggle, I thought it was quite interesting that he just, he dictates to Coolmore when he, when he wants to now, he... Didn't have that luxury once upon a time, but but now he does. So who knows? But uh, look, for a horse who's probably going to be somewhere, where did you have him on the map? Did you have him that he's going to be up, sort of up and around the lead? I know he he led last start, but barrier uh, fourteen and, and Tim Clark. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. They probably want to go forward, but so does everyone else. Um, I think he's going to be cast from the barrier, and um, I think he's a little bit of a squib. I don't don't think he's that good. I don't think he's improved much. He, he ran a peak last start, but that was on the the one lane highway, and oh, I, I I marked him. I I don't know. I'm probably a bit aggressive, but I've marked him fifties. I just I just can't see him winning, unless he goes to a new peak, which he which he definitely can. But I I don't know. I just I just I just don't think he'll. I just don't think he's that good. I think he's just been kind of blessed with some of the the heavy tracks and the the on pace biases. I know it's going to 
it's a chance of being on pace, but some of the other horses are going to go forward are a lot better than what he is. So unless he improves massively, I just, I don't know, I just don't, don't see him winning. I think he's a lot bigger than a $12 chance. Yep, all fair chat. Uh, I, I can see, I can see your point definitely. I would be disrespecting him, disrespecting him as much in the market, having him at fifties. I'll be happy to have a couple of dollars on it. We'll get at fifties, but uh, yeah, look, I think there's a there's a few better than than him here, but I think he's uh, if he if he won, I wouldn't be overly surprised. Number mm. fourteen, we move down to Cooling Gatter who has drawn gate number one again for Jamie Carr. She goes from 50 kilos to 51 kilos after a Moya Stakes win. Uh, $5.50 in the market. The query uh, here has to be 1,200 metres, doesn't it? Yeah, well, that, that's that's the massive query. I, I, that That's the reason I've marked her $14. Um, I... I she her two career. I know she's only had what um was it six seven starts um seven starts whatever it is um or six starts um six starts she's yeah up. yeah six starts um and and it's only from a small sample size but um her her two career peaks have been over a thousand meters and 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 she has been relatively weak when she's got to twelve hundred meters like um she went out at paces that were was strong and she was she was very 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 weak late i think she'll be a roadblock and um i've obviously respected the market a little bit um but yeah I'll, if if i really wanted to i could get a longer but i i don't know i don't really want to i don't need to i've got a 14 dollars, but um I don't, I don't think the market really takes her on either i think um, I think they, I think she drifts a little bit, but not a, not enormously, not not to the price I've got her. But um, yeah, she's she's a, a chance if it's like a complete highway again. But um, I'm I'm really like I'm happy to work around her, and, and that's the reason why I'm able to to bet um, Rothfire September run, and, and then maybe even Pulele if he if he drifts out <clears throat> as well. So. Um, yeah, I'm, ha- I'm happy to be against her at the yeah, price. No. All fair chat. Number 15, 7 to Excel, Drawn Barrier 18, $81. Don't think we need to be saying too much about yeah, him, I'll, do we? No, I, I've, um, I've just taken out the emergencies. I'll, I'll work on them when um, if, if a horse comes out but I, I haven't actually done any form on, on Saboteur Excel General Bower in the boat and Sweet Ride because I don't think they'll get a run uh, yeah beautiful and well, even if they do I don't think I've got one, any chance anyway there's only going to sort of be one yeah yeah yeah. No, they've all sort of got no chance there unfortunately in the boat he will pick off a good race come a time but yeah he, he obviously needs conditions and a bit of a race shape to suit so all in all Bulba we've gone through runner by runner um You've touched on your bets. Anything else to to really say? Um, not really. Um, I guess if you're betting now, you're betting Rothfire and having something small on September Run, and if Pelele gets a drift, which I, I doubt, but if he if he gets out to sort of four fifty, you could probably have something on him just to to chop out as well. So that's the way I'll be I'll be playing the race. So um, yeah, move on to the the big one, the Cox Plate. 
Alright. Yeah, beautiful. For the sake of my tip, then it oh, really yeah. matters. Yeah. I'll be with Kaleli pretty pretty heavily. Um, I think the race sort of sets up pretty good. He was pretty pretty good last start considering he copped it. A smack across the nose. He still mm. took the gap when J Mac asked him to go. I think he's a pretty good colt. Yeah, he could have I turned think it he up. would have run a decent race. I think he yeah, exactly right. He could have turned it up but he, he still chose to put his mind on the job. Mm. Uh yeah, I've got a pretty good opinion of him. I think he's a better better horse than Marzu, but that's a topic of conversation for another day and, and Marzu ran third and Everest last week, so uh, yeah, I think Pulele is definitely a Group 1 horse. He's a Group 1 sprinter, and he just needs to get a little bit of luck in running, and I think by tomorrow night he, he might just be that. We will move through to Saturday, where who knows what the track will be by the state of this race on Saturday, Bilbo. We could have had Armageddon. Yeah. We could either be on a on a soft 5 if or soft 6 if the rain hasn't hit, or... We could be on a bottomless heavy tent, so mm. five ten. Yeah. Obviously, the rail is going to be staying in the the true for the whole meeting punters. If you're not aware of that, um, yeah. What have you sort of envisaged will be a track pattern by this race? Will well, will they still be on the fence? Will they be edging off? How do you sort of see uh, the race panning out? And what do you expect our track condition to be at this point in time? Oh, it's hard to say. I, I guess the, I think the rain will definitely come by 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 this time. Um, yeah, uh, I, I think the the rail will definitely chop out. It, it does every it does every year. Um, uh, I guess just defaults are on on pace suited. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it really just depends on how much rain we get because like the bomb's not really helping out much because it's either zero or 400,000 mils so you never really know until it actually hits so um i guess you just play it by by feel and and um adapt as you go but um working off sort of like a, a soft seven heavy eight maybe um soft six is soft soft sort of range um that's that's the way that's sort of where i've i've um i've i've landed i guess where i think i'll be betting like right, that, but I, I can adjust. Uh, so what we might touch off off the top, which is probably what I should have done with the Manicato, Uh we'll run through the putters, your speed map, and then we'll go through runner by runner and your thoughts. So um, how do you have this race playing out when the gates open? I have to get it up. Uh, Sorry if I've caught you a little off guard. No, that's all right. Um... Um, I think uh, Zaki will, I think leads from barrier one. Um, Alligator Blood will probably come across if he if he is running because he, he he was um, he did pull up Lamb. I think El Bodegon will want to come across as well. Animo want to be will want to be up there. So Profondo, um, Thunderstruck, Mick Price has said he wants to be wants to be closer, but I'm not sure he has. Uh, a massive amount of speed and from barrier 10 he could be cast three wide working so they could just end up taking him back even though um, like even though I think they'll show intent but um, yeah Maxim, Maxim will be up there too Gold Trip will probably take a sit Young Werther will be probably four or five back the rails Lords of Medici's back in the ruck 
Uh, Mr. Brightside is interesting. They either go back. I don't think they will because it didn't work for them last time. So they probably slot in somewhere midfield if they can. Maybe maybe he's cast three wide, if not. So it's an interesting map. Really, just depends on. Um, it's it, it's an interesting map for Mr. Brightside and Ump Thunderstruck because there's a lot of horses that want to go forward here, and and like the the trainers and owners of have declared that they want to want to be forward um so yeah i think i think jamie will really want to be holding the fence um or, or the or the inside from barrier one and obviously alligator blood and al, al- Bodegon. so i think there, there should be good pressure here but we are racing in melbourne over 2000 meters so it'll probably end up being a complete walk but um yeah, I think it should be high pressure. I'm pretty, I'm, I'm confident enough that it will be a high pressure Cox play. Yeah, I think what's happened in the lead up to Saturday has all sort of got to be forgotten. I think yeah, uh, it is. There's going to there's going to be genuine tempo now, and I think Zaki drawing barrier one is going to ensure that. Mm. If we had had the same situation where Alligator Blood was drawn to lead. It would have been a walk. Because um, yeah. f- Alligator Blood wants the front more than what Zaki does. So if he drew outside him, he'd probably be happy to hand up, but he doesn't want to be caught in the coffin. Yeah, correct. So it, it, it is going to be interesting because from the gate, obviously Alligator Blood, he's lame and at the moment, and he's got the synthetic hoof filler. So Hopefully he does run. Well, it's going to be very interesting uh, mm. There's going to be a few people that don't want him to run. For the sake of a race, you probably want him to run because it could become a two-horse race without Alligator Blood in it, which I still think it, it may be as well. But yeah, I think Zaki's going to have every possible chance on Saturday to win the Cox Plate that he that he couldn't win last year. Obviously, he, he did scratched on race year. morning. Oh, Anim- yeah, Anim- well, Anim- depends. <laughs> Oh no, Zaki. Um, all right, we've we've done the speed map. We'll go through runner by runner. Zaki, number one saddlecloth, has been our best weight for age horse uh, over the past couple of seasons. He may or may not still be the best weight for age horse. Depends which way you look at it. I think the baton has changed over, but he's going to have every possible chance from one on Saturday. What are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I had him. Zaki Zaki is interesting because he 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 came to Australia and he and he um, he won the Dubin Cup and he ran a ran an enormous peak rating. But other than that, like he's just com- he's just run the the same rating every single start. Not not the exact same rating, but like close enough to the one hundred and four point five range at least in his grand finals. Um, so I'm I'm pretty confident that he that'll he'll run that number again. Um, he's eight. So he's not getting any better um, unless he gets back to that 110. But I, I think that's well behind him now. So uh, yeah, I'm 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 pretty happy where I've got him, and and that that's 480. I think he's a 480 chance. So yeah, happy to be around him at the price. I don't, I don't think he'll drift either. So happy to be around Zaki. Yeah, beautiful. We move down to number two. I am Thunderstruck. Uh, obviously for Mark Zara, drawing barrier 10, currently $12 in the market. I guess the query is going forward. Mm. 
it's going to be interesting because this is all what happened a couple of weeks ago at at uh, was it Sa- no Sandown or Caulfield? Caulfield when Alligator Blood wasn't going to lead. They were taking a sit, and all of a sudden he rolls to the front and leads. So it's going to be interesting to see if it's all smoke and mirrors. A bit of this chat about all these horses going forward, whether they want to uh, lure their opponents into thinking they're going forward so that they can slot in behind and get a little bit of cover. So do you honestly think I'm Thunderstruck will be sent forward and, and will be in a prominent position? Um, I don't know. I think they'll show intent, but once everything else kicks up, they're probably going to have to go back and, and try and find cover in the second half of the field. So when I first looked at the race, I thought, um, I'm Thunderstruck was $15 and, and that that was completely absurd like he ran the same rating Animo, Animo did and got beaten a short half head how is he um, what is it like Like, how is he $15 and Animo is two thirty? like how does that work but um, like obviously the maps yeah. um, been a massive part of that and um, I've sort of had a bit more of a look at it and uh, I guess he's still still over the odds for me. I think I think I, I had him at eleven fifty, so um, n- nothing massive. But um, I, I don't know. Like he he ran he ran a, a massive rating that um, that only Animo has betted um, last start. But but he but he did have everything everything work out for him for him there, and um, I think Animo might go to a, a new level on on Saturday. So. I think he's got it cut out for him, and and the maps just making only going to make it a little bit trickier for him. So, um, I I won't be backing. I'm thunderstruck, but but he's over the odds, I guess, at the moment. I think, just slightly. Yeah, he's going to have his supporters out there, but uh, I'm of the belief that he couldn't beat Animo last start when they've had every ch- chance to to beat Animo. I, I, I can't see anything else turning the tables on him here. Um, obviously, he's going to be fourth up Saturday, set to peak, ready to explode. Yep. We move down to number three, Alligator Blood, draw barrier 12, currently $17 in the market. If he takes his place, do you think he's going to be happy to sit outside Zaki, or do you think he might be under instruction to lead at all costs? Uh, well, I hope he is because that that means they'll go fast. So, um, I don't know. I think I think the two thousand meter, um, uh, the the like the the question of whether he gets two thousand meters was answered last start. He did lose a shoe and he gets. Uh, you don't. I don't think you should be reading into synthetic hoof hoof filler because, um, like obviously he lost a shoe um, last start and that and that sort of got to do with that. So. Uh, it's not like he has feed issues. It's just to keep the the plate in place. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I in a high pressure Cox plate, um, I thought he would rate down again, and um, I, I was happy to be against him. Uh, these these sort of sit and sprint races um, have been um, suitable for him, and I don't think this race will be suitable suitable for him because yeah, I think he's a 1400 meter horse 1600 meter horse at top and he, he was lucky to get away with an 1800 meter um sit and sprint but um yeah i'm I, I happy to be against him I, I had him 20 bucks yeah not fair enough 
Number four in the race is Mr. Brightside for Craig Williams, drawn Barry 11, currently $16 in the race. Uh, what are your thoughts on him? Obviously, the map has done him no favours. Yeah, again, the map the map was a yeah, bit... What, what are your initial thoughts? Yeah, the map, the map was a bit sticky again for him, I thought. Um, he's a horse that can go forward, and, and going back didn't quite work for him last start, so... Um, I think they might try and go forward here um, and I don't think that'll work for him. I think he'll be three wide and working up the hill and yeah, I'll, I'm happy to be not super against him. I've got him $16, $17. Um, like he, he was... he was That's pretty much market price. Yeah, yeah. He, he was stronger slate um, in the in the, the Caulfield Stakes and... Um, I, I don't know in a, in a perfect world where map doesn't matter he's probably um, a little bit better than this but a, a little bit better than um, the, the price he is but not by much so I, could, I probably should have him a little bit longer than what he is but I, I've got him $17 market price so yeah, I'll, yeah. happy to be against him yep no worries we moved down to number 5 Moanga for Nashville mm-hmm. $26. Now this is a positive jockey change. Um, I know there's been one or two people out there tipping Moanga on a good four soft five. I don't think we're going to get those conditions and there is talk that he will get through a wetter surface. I would have to disagree first thought. But if there's ever going to be a day where Moonga's going to run a race, it's going to be when Zaz's... He's going to ride any ride any cat out of him, isn't he? Uh, sorry, Nash is going to ride any cat out of him. If he, if he tries to turn it up and wants to stop putting in effort, Nash will make sure that he, uh, that he gives an effort. Um, yeah, I, I think he needs... He's at $26. Yeah, I think uh, Moongo needs a, a good good track to 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 show his best, and I don't think he's going to get it. So, um, marked him thirty eight dollars. So I was against him. I think he's a like he's definitely a chance. He ran well in this race last year, but um, just on a on a soft to heavy track, um, just uh, he's just a level below these these top liners and. He he can run up to a level that no 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 I I just don't think he's good enough to win it to win a Cox Plate against these horses the the level that will win this Cox Plate is is too good for what he can run run to yeah be interesting to see if they do freshen up after this and go to a race like their Champions Mile but I suppose that will all come out in the weeks to come yep number six gold trip Jamie Spencer is flying in to ride gold trip as well as light inventory next week for Kieran and Dave in the golden eagle this is a fairly significant uh jockey change I guess you could say Wilbur obviously Mark Zara rode it last week but he'd already been tied up to I'm Thunderstruck so for the jockeys that could have been selected to ride Gold Trip, I feel like Jamie Spencer 
out of all the jockeys in the world is probably one of the better selections that they could have got for this horse. 2,400 back to 2,040 is a decent uh, success rate of horses going from up in the weights in a Caulfield Cup back to wait for age on the quick backup. Shades go on, likely to get his soft track. Stable have been pretty bullish about this horse's chances. At $15 from Barrier 7, what do you think? Um, yeah, I actually really like him. Um, uh, I've marked him um, under $10. I've marked him nine seventy. So I'm not sure it's the greatest jockey booking ever. I think I think he'll be negative from the gate, which he probably has to be. But um, I don't know. I, I think Mark Zara is just um, the best at getting getting these sorts of rides right. And um, uh, yeah, so I think it's a negative jockey change. Um, but still, like on the backup, this horse has form that would win the Cox Plate and win it comfortably. Um, well, not comfortably, but, but he was a nine dollar chance last year before it all went yeah before exactly. it all went pear shaped yeah yeah he like he's he brings great European form I know I know he hasn't got back to that level yet in Australia he does have feet issues but on the backup the blinkers go on um, heard a stat or something I saw a stat of uh, Maren Eustace blinkers first time somewhere I can't remember where I heard it but um. Oh, I was um right the racing show um they they brought it up on their podcast and um like the it's a significant um gear change for for, for their horses and when when the blinkers do go on um they they work significantly so back up blinkers on um I guess if it's a really really strong strong um, strongly run race and and he's the horse on the back up down in distance from twenty four hundred meters like he's He's the horse, I think. Um, he's definitely the horse that can do it. Um, I, th- I think he's a great chance. I've got him third pick in the race. Um, uh, he's definitely a better chance than, than the other international, I thought. Yeah, I will just clarify on what I said about the uh, the positive jockey change. It's a positive jockey change for, from the jockey's left. Yeah. yeah, well, they probably would have got uh, Ethan Brown. Did they have a ride, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, so... No, no disrespect to Brownie. He is going good, but in these big races, you need to put these big race riders on that have that have been there and done it all before. So, <coughs> number seven, we move down to Law of Indices for Johnny Allen and Animal Nation. Currently thirty four dollars. Barrier three. He has been one of the horses that has been a topic of discussion whether he should or shouldn't of. Uh, got the run. We won't get too political on this podcast, Wilbur, just in case certain individuals are working. Obviously, we, <laughs> we all know where Benny works. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts on his chances in the race? Uh, where do you think he'll go in the run? Where should they have gone instead? Etc. Etc. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't want to spend much time on him. I don't, I don't, he's got none. He's, he's, I, I guess it, it's good having big fields because they, they, um, more, more high pressure, more chance of them going faster, and um, big big fields are good. But but he's he's got none. He's a he's a roadblock. Yeah, I know it is worth noting that he did run a, a career peak 
last start in the Turak. Um, he need to improve four and a half race ratings I wish I win, but yeah, he he need yeah. to improve. Still. He probably doesn't have that in him. Nope. Another possible roadblock in this race. Uh, <laughs> another horse who has also been a topic of discussion. Number eight, Young Werther for Damien Lane, drawn barrier two. I suppose this is another horse you don't want to spend a hell of a lot of time on. Uh, yeah, he's not he's not hopeless, but he's but he's not he's not a great winning chance. He ran well against Incentivise in the over two thousand meters at at Flemington in the uh, the Turnbull last year, but um, yeah, I just no, he's he's not winning the Cox Plate. He he he'll he'll run in the the Melbourne Cup off this and run well, but he's just a number, I think. Yep. We move down to horse number nine, Maximal, one of my favourites. Barrier five, Ben Mellum booked to ride. Now, I heard something today listening on the RSN Airways that John O'Shea has come out and said a Melbourne heavy track is different to a a Sydney heavy track and that he thinks this horse will get through a Melbourne heavy track. (laughs) Well, John, I'm going to put it out to you. Why on earth did you not run last week if that was your take? Because the way that track dried out in the end, I reckon he would have been a chance when the whips were cracking. But anyway, got to put the sensible hat on Wilbur and can't get off on a tangent. I don't like the fact that he has turned up in this race. Not that he doesn't have the ability. I think he definitely does have the ability to be in a race like this. It's more the fact that he's probably not suited and he's not a likely winning chance. Nah, no, no, he, he's a... I think he's a 300s chance. I don't. I don't think he. he he's not as good as a, on, on a soft track, and um, yeah, I think he would have been competitive in the the Caulfield Cup last week, but I don't think he's going to be competitive here. In fact, I think he. I think he might have even gone yep. close to yep. winning the Caulfield Cup last week. That wasn't a good race. Ah, uh, yeah, perfect. Hundred and twenty six dollars, Wilbur. Would have even. Yeah. Would have even bought you. Dinner and drinks. Uh, we move on to number 10, our race favourite, Animo, the champion Godolphin Colt. $2.40 in the market. Barrier 4. They've had everything go their way so far. This preparation in the lead up to this. Obviously, he crab around the corner last start and still put pay to them. Come the barrier draw, they wanted a, a marble in, in between 4 and 6. They've got barrier four. Looks like he might get the one out, one back. or That's where I'm hoping he's going to hold. If he gets into that position, Wilbur, and nothing unfortunate happens in this race, he could just be too good and stamp himself as a champion. Do you shadow my thoughts? Yeah, I think he's, he'll run a new career peak here. I think he's just improved this preparation. He's improved from the yard, from all reports. Um, the campaign hasn't exactly gone to plan, and he's maybe even been a run behind or half a run behind. But like he's he's just made such nice progression between between runs, and um, like the 
he's just so perfectly perfectly set up. He ran the exact same rating he did to win uh, to to win the Cox Plate last year last start. Um, and I think I think he'll run a new career peak. Um, I, he's not. I don't think he's a horse that's suited in in slowly run races. I think he's a a high pressure two thousand meter horse. I even think he'd not better, but I think he'd 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 run well over twenty four hundred meters. I, I think he's a a genuine uh, world class weight for age horse between sixteen hundred meters and twenty four hundred meters. I think um, he's a he's a model of consistency and he, he's he's such a good horse. The only blip on his his CV is that um, that Queen Elizabeth run, but obviously you forgive that for the heavy track. But he, he's such a good horse, and um, yeah, I, I, I've marked him two eighty. I think once the the market percentage comes down, um, he he might get up to that price, and I might be able to back him. But um, I'm probably not backing him now to two thirty, two forty, but. If he does get out, then I'll definitely be backing him. Um, yeah, he's just the best horse in this race. Um, and if he runs to the level, I think he will. I just I don't, I don't know if they'll beat him, but um, just off, just like uh, like referencing prices, I I can't take the price now. I think it's a bit short, but two eighty seems right. I think. Yeah. Well. Unfortunately, last weekend, the best horse who didn't draw the right gate didn't get the didn't get the uh, the win. Unfortunately, so hopefully, mm. everything aligns for us this weekend. Another laughable horse that's made the field number eleven profundo. Yeah, let's not waste our time. Why? I don't know. He's he's Japanese bred, and he's he's a he's a sexy horse, I guess, but. Uh, like he hasn't done much since he won the spring champion. Um, he just keeps getting keen. Uh, he he probably can improve in a in a fast run race. I think he'll, I think he'll improve with that. Um, the the heavy track probably doesn't suit him either. But um, yeah, he uh, he just won't be winning this. I don't think unless he runs a new enormous peak rating and and he and he runs up to his breeding, but he but he hasn't quite done that yet. So. Uh, yeah, happy to be against Profondo. And last but not least, number 12, El Bodegon for Damien Oliver and Chris Waller. $7.50 in the market, drawing barrier eights. What are your thoughts on this international? I personally am not buying into the hype. Um, yeah, a few people that I've listened to in the lead-up to this race... Um, a couple of heavy hitters and some people that listened to ratings and stuff who thought about buying the horse uh, said his ratings were far inferior and his international form is some of the weaker international form that's come over and contested for a Cox Plate in uh, in the last few years so uh, I personally can't have him and will be losing on the race if he was to win what are your thoughts? Um. Yeah, I don't think he's the worst. Um, like he he ran well behind uh, Vedeni. He ran second in the the French Derby. I know that was. Um, I know he was beaten by five lengths, but he he still ran second to Vedeni. Um, 
he he needs to run a new career peak, but but um all the the Cox Plate winners like um uh what's his name Adelaide and um and uh, State of Rest they they both run um they both run career peaks, but um I think he's he's had the chance to run those ratings in Europe, and he hasn't done it, and he's he's well exposed around a level that is below below this field and and has him at a at a at a, a mark around 1150 so I, I sort of thought he was um a, a similar sort of chance to um thunderstruck but i think um thunderstruck is a much better horse than what he is um but just with the map with um thunderstruck i think they're they're a similar sort of chance in the race um, I'm happy to risk him. I, I just like um, um, state of rest came off a, um, a fast improving, um, a, a rating that he didn't in America. Like he he came off a, um, a time form rating of like a hundred, a uh, hundred nine or something, and then, and then he went to America and and ran a hundred eighteen. So he he obviously he's improving quickly. So it wasn't impossible to to imagine that that he would go to a new a new peak. I think Albotagons pretty well exposed around a level that's not good enough to win a Cox Plate. Um, obviously, crazier things have happened, um, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be the, the biggest surprise in the world to see an international winner win a Cox Plate. But I don't I don't think he's the right international to be winning a Cox Plate. I think I think I think that there have been better ones. Yeah, it's uh, it's all fair chat. It is. Worth noting that State of Rest had come in with uh, an international Group One win. This horse is yeah. coming so does he. from restricted age back in. Yeah, but he's coming off a. It's a two-year-old Group One. He's coming so. off a far inferior. Yeah, I I think he's coming off a far inferior uh, base to what State of Rest did, and you know State of Rest obviously went on with it post his little trip to Australia so yeah. it'll all be interesting all, to see Wilbur, what the market does we've gone yeah well he'll go one of yeah. two ways yeah he'll either, he's either out the door five dollars and, and mm. he's either into five dollars and pisses in or he's out to about fourteens and runs a nice fifth or sixth yeah. yeah exactly you can sort of see what'll happen with him I think um mm. All in all, what are you gonna do for a betting proposition? Oh, um, I'll back Gold Trip. He's my bet now, but hoping that Animo gets out so I can back him. But if Animo gets out to two eighty, which is my rated price, I'll, I'll back him. But um, but but yeah, um, Gold Trip is the bet in the race, I think. Well, I reckon. You? I reckon you might just get two eighty Animo Hopefully. with a boost. Uh, here on the fair, someone might might let you on. Hopefully. Yeah, that's what you that's what you get when you don't bet with uh, <laughs> with the with the corpse, Wilbur. Not just what, do, what do you reckon? Um, you backing Animo for me, punters. I will be with Team Animo. Yep, depending on how Saturday goes, and and uh, I don't want to completely strip myself out if Zaki is to turn the tables. I think. Uh, I think I didn't note on the review pod that it was Animo's cox plate to lose if they don't beat him. 
they won't beat him unless Zaki was able to draw a barrier and lead. Zaki is going to be able to draw a barrier and lead here. Um, so, yeah, I think if there is a fly in the ointment and Adamo is to get beat, it will be from Zaki. But I think uh, I think Adamo is a champion and he will solidify that to everyone else come Saturday. He gets the perfect barrier, the perfect jockey, the perfect setup. Wet or dry, I don't think it'll matter. Um, yeah, he's a he's a pretty special horse, and hopefully we'll see something special from him on Saturday. Uh, we will move on to some other bets. Do you have anything for Friday night outside of the Manicato? Um, no, I had a quick look at um, can't remember what race it was. I think it was race two Friday night. Lightsaber looked a bit big. I thought, like he's, he only I've, needs to run up to, um, his form last prep, and he was shaping nicely, um, earlier in the prep, and he had cardiac arrhythmia, last start. Um, I think he he's better than a nine dollar chance. I think he should be around four fifty at five dollars. So, um, I haven't I haven't had time to look at the races. I've only really done the Cox Plate and the Manicado, but um, uh. Other than that, I thought lightsaber could it could be a bit. I think I think it, they'll be they'll be on a good track at that stage. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I was listening to Moody on the mic today, and lightsaber is probably going to need the run. He said he's having a little spin around because he is mm. one of the three Moody horses on the truck to Sydney next weekend for the Golden Eagle. I don't right. know if the information is out there for the public, but I wish I will is confirmed and going <clears throat> with Luke Nolan to ride. Chain of Lightning is also going to the Golden Eagle with Jamie Carr to ride, which I thought That's was pretty significant, seeing so it is Derby Day. But mm. apparently Luke and Jamie both said they were happy to follow either horse and ride either of them, uh, depending on Moods' choice. And Lightsaber is also going up for the Golden Eagle. Right. I suppose you're probably pretty stupid not to for for ten million dollars if you're eligible to run in the race. Yeah. Um, my tip in the second race here, Wilbur, I wanted to be with Regards Marie, being a horse that's always been one of mine. Um, I think it's set to peak here, third up. It's three wins from five starts, being third up. It drops back from listed grade. Nash goes on. I think the form line's relatively good. Obviously, it was beaten uh, three lengths by I Wish I Win first up at Sandown. That's been a solid form race with Bandersnatch somehow not getting his nose down last week in the last in Melbourne. Um, And it all sort of went a little bit pear-shaped. Last start for regards, Marie, but as I touched on, it's a horse who does peak third up Gets that here, gets Nash, and I think it, at $6 is definitely worth a bet. That's all I had for Friday night. We will roll on to Saturday. My first bet on Saturday, Wilbur, is the second race. Have you got anything prior to that? Uh, no, no. Oh, what have, have you got an opinion running? on the first in the... In the two-year-old race? Oh, no. 
No. <laughs> I haven't looked at the jump outs. No two-year-olds? Okay. Race number two, punters, is the 1,000-metre dash. I was warming to the fact and the horse of Essel Rocker. Um, goes reasonably good fresh, which it is here. It'll handle all surfaces, whether it's wet or dry by this stage. Uh, it's got some pretty good valley stats. Yeah, I thought it was a reasonable bet. Gets J-Mac first time. This man, uh, yeah, I thought she was an easy enough bet to have at $6. Skip the third race, Wilbur, the Red Anchor, unless you've got something there. Mm-mm. No. Race four looks interesting, though. Race four, the Crockett Stakes, over 1,200 metres for the Phillies. Now, she's here. If if this rain does not come, she is the best bet of the day. I don't disagree with that. Grace, she will just win if this if she's running punters and the ground is in reasonable condition. Yeah, she's got paddles. That, they won't beat her. I don't she's think. got paddles on this lot. I watched the replay. Like I'm not into I'm not into like um, sort of like all that sort of stuff. But she, she was jogging and she ran a, a rating that would make her in the market and I think she's going to improve enormously like she was genuinely like just jogging she's well bred and there was market support on debut like, she uh, was she was, was about horse, third or fourth elect in the slipper market before she yeah. topped that heavy track on debut and it all went wrong the mail out of the Kiramar stable is that she's a freak they think she is a genuine superstar. Didn't they? Didn't they want to run her in the Manicado? They wanted to get her into the Manicado. If they could have got her in there, that was a race she was being set for. She's popped up here in the Crockett, and she's a chance to be going to the Coolmore. If she goes to the Coolmore, she will give them something to think about. Yeah, maybe. Depends how it she, is she worth runs the, here and it how is she worth, runs. Yeah, well, it is worth noting that Jamie Carr has knocked back every other Colt in the lead-up to the Coolmore to ride her. Obviously, Crease was going to run 1,000 guineas day before they scratched uh, with the downgrade of the track. We all know the sort of kickback that a lot of these jockeys get come the Coolmore time from the Stallions, or the Stallion-making places. Um yeah, if she's here, she's a bet. Yeah. That's all we've got to touch on there, Wilbur. Yeah, she she looks like a nice horse. Fingers crossed there's no rain. Um, nothing in the Phillies Classic? No, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't looked other than... Other than um, oh, beautiful. Race yeah. six is the Schweppes Crystal Mile. At wait for age here. This is a great race. I don't know if you've touched on or had, a quick had time look, but to look. Really. But it is a good two, race. Tuvalu at three dollar favourite from Gentleman Roy at five fifty. Visionari at five fifty. My Oberon, who was brought here for a Cox Plate, but has gone to this option instead at six fifty. Military Expert eight dollars. Banker's Choice, $11. Call Sign Mav, $12. Buffalo River, $31. And Holbein at $61. Uh, 
I thought it was a, a pretty tricky race to be giving a confident bet this far out, but I will be working around Tuvalu and Visionari. Obviously, a few people listening to this podcast will be on Visionari at $11 when Benny sent it out as an all-in bet earlier this week. Well done if you've got that. Uh, there is talk that Tuvalu may not run, depending how the track is. Um, so yeah, if Tuvalu is to come out and you've got the $11 Visionari, you are sitting on a pretty penny. But yeah, uh, good race, Wilma. I think it's the obviously the second best race of the day outside of the Cox Plate. Any leaning, any suggestions? Uh Nah, there's a lot of pace. There's like yep. a lot of pace. Um, I don't know. I guess it just depends on which one, um, which one's the strongest. Uh, I guess my lean would probably be Tuvalu, but that's what the market says as well. Banker's Choice is inter- an interesting horse, but maybe it'll be outpaced, and I think it might be hard to run on. But I think Banker's Choice is is going really nicely for something, but I just don't know what it is yet. Maybe if there's a handicap on, on Stakes Day or Derby Day or something like that, or maybe even Cup Day, I think it's going really, really nicely, and if it runs in one of those races, it'll win a race sometime soon. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, race 7 is the Vars. Berkeley Square is here after the Giddies. He's our two dollar forty favorite. Any opinions? Nothing. Oh, I did this race quickly, and, and my um, my market was pretty much exactly what the market is now. Um, yeah. Uh, Berkeley Square's the right price. Um, Virtual Circle's the right price probably, but I guess you could make it longer if if the track's really on pace because it has no gate speed at all. Pericles is a really interesting horse. It's a half half brother to Helmet, Epaulette, um, Bull Bars, which is the dad of uh, Mr. Brightside and and an, another Group Three winning, winning filly. So um, really well bred, and, and I really liked the the win on debut, and, and it was the only horse to make ground at, at Sydney um, uh, behind Opal Ridge, who's a who's a good horse. Um, he's been gelded and. Uh, 1400 up to 2000 meters is obviously a slight query but you just ch- trust the camp 1400 meter run was a was a strong one and um and and it was well back there as well so it's probably under the odds but it's an interesting horse to watch i guess because i think it i think i think it could be the best horse in the race i think even though Berkeley square has some pretty good exposed form yeah beautiful uh, we will move on to race eight, the Rudy Valley Gold Cup. If you've got anything to touch on there, looks a pretty solid race as well. Yeah, Luna Flare was nine dollars earlier yesterday, I think, and um, that was well over the odds. She won the race last year, and um, her peak rating had, had win this, and and that was in this race last year. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I think Desert Icon, like he's just a horse. Um, Persan, uh, he's going nicely, really well, but he's been um, sort of blessed by 
by sitting up on on top of some soft soft paces and um, I don't know uh, this race isn't really a race I wanted to bet in um, obviously I, I tipped Francesco Guardi last start at, at 20s and it, and it almost fell and and got beaten by how much did it get beaten by 0.4 of a length so um, yeah I don't know I think it's under the odds as well I, I don't I don't really want to bet in that race I don't I haven't done enough work on it anyway yeah beauty obviously we've touched on the ninth race the Cox Plate any opinion on the Tezio in the last nope alright beautiful we won't touch on Randwick even though there is uh, Golden Mile going around. I did think, punters, that you could take Golden Mile on if you wanted to oppose him. Uh, I thought Communist was a good bet. Gets a shitty at $5. Thought uh, I thought he was a good bet. All right. Um, podcast multi. Obviously, Benny will have to add to this. But for our legs, Wilbur... I'll let you go first. Who are you going to chuck in for yours? Oh, I don't know. Um, I guess I'll go Animo. Animo? Alright, beautiful. I'll chuck in Grease. If Grease uh, doesn't run, I will go. Uh, we're Visitari the place. Right. If Greece doesn't win, obviously that's only two legs at the moment, punters. But yeah, Animo for Wilbur, Greece for myself. If Greece doesn't win, we oh if Greece doesn't run, we will chuck Visionari in the place. But uh, obviously we'll have to add to that because Benny's leg will be added to that. Uh, we will go to the viewer questions now, Wilbur. Two seconds. <clears throat> Alright. Question number one. Aussie from Adelaide. How many thousands of dollars should we put on Animo? <laughs> oh, I don't know. As many as, as many as you're comfortable with, I guess. I don't know. Um, as many until it hurts. Yeah. Aussie? Until the yeah. sphincter titans. Until the sphincter titans, says Wilbur. Yeah. Uh, We've got a question here from Dylan Crilly. Does Animo have enough time to run on in the Money Valley straight to catch Zaki? Yes, he does. Yep, beautiful. I'm in agreement there for what it's worth. Dill, Skipper has got a question for us. Can Brightside win the Cox Plate with the right run? Yeah, I think he can. He just, like The map's a bit of a query, but if he does get the right run, then... Um, and, and if it's a low rating Cox Plate he probably can can win it but um, he there's definitely Animo there and, and a couple other ones that are consistent around the the rating that I think they will do and, and if, if they all fall in a, a massive heap because the pace is too hot then he definitely can but um, probably at the price say no yep all fair chat. Bit of a stitch up here from one of our mates, Jack Adam. Rumour has it is there was no <laughs> review pod filmed because Nico was with his cheese. <laughs> uh, I'll answer that question 
for what it's worth, no, the review pod wasn't because I was with my girlfriend upon arrival back from Sydney. There was no review pod because Jetstar didn't get us home on Sunday. Benny and I didn't get home until mid-morning Monday. Uh, obviously, this week is Benny's business, busiest week of work for the year. We were both flat out. We were both flat from NS getting uh, from getting beat, and on top of all that, we we didn't quite make it home on Sunday as as planned. So it was a bit of a dour end to a to a super trip uh, with the lads. But no, there was no uh, no reason other but Benny and I needed some rest and uh, a lack of time, unfortunately. A G Digger, which is another one of the lads uh, in the chat. Is strategic position immoral this weekend? Who's that? <laughs> yeah, it's Who's that? Of their, it's their horse. It's oh Adrian. right. Oh yes, uh, then moral. <laughs> declared here for a Wilbur. Yeah. What Don't race is it? He hasn't even hasn't even told us what race. Bear with us while we flick through. Four dollar twenty chance. Drawn barrier five, claims down to 51 kilos. Boys must have already had a bet. Opens fives into 440 today, into 420. 1,050 metres, yeah, no metro, no metro win race. Well, hopefully he is a model. We'll wait for the information and we can, uh, we can let the listeners know. Uh, mm. Martin loves the only. Uh, quite a funny little uh, Insta handle to pronounce. With Zaki in barrier one, do you think he has a chance? Uh, yeah, I'll shoot straight off the top. I think he's definitely a chance. Yeah, Wilma. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, here you go. Uh, if anything, barrier one enhances his chances, but I think he's he's been consistent around the range that is just a bit under Animo's best. So. Um, He's definitely a chance, but um, n- not as good as a chance as Animo. Yep, all fair chat. Kyle Wilkin, daughter, Coolagata uh, at sixes from Barrier 1, carrying 51 kilos. Is that not screaming the M word? <laughs> I personally don't think so. Uh, she's <laughs> been one of mine, mate, but I don't think uh, she is favoured by barrier one over 1200 metres I think 1200 metres might just see her out Jaden Pacino is the straight too small for Animo I'm and I'm thunderstruck to come in uh, I think the answer to that is no I think there's definitely enough enough time for them to, to launch in um yeah, even though it is a short straight at the valley, a lot happens in that 173 metres. There is a lot of horses that look home that get swallowed in the last 50, and there's a lot of horses that look like they're gone that just keep kicking. But, uh, mm. yeah, look, let's hope every horse gets their chance come Saturday. That's all you can ask for. Uh, it's a nice, nice fair playing surface, fingers crossed. We've got one from uh, Aaron Crabb. Would Zaki have won last year's Cox Plate if it ran? If so, why are you so confident on Animo? I don't think it would have won. Um, 
Zaki's been very consistent around a range that um, wouldn't have won last year's Cox Plate. I think State of Rest and and NMO would have had him had him covered. So um, yeah, I, I don't think so. And I think he he he'll run the same rating as I would have thought he did last year because he's just been so consistent around that range. And um, yeah, happy to be around him. I think. Yep. Uh, for what it's worth, yeah, I guess we'll never know. It's hard to to say now. Um, obviously, a lot's changed in a year as are, but um, yeah, look, I think both horses are going into this year's race with uh, their best possible chances, and if if Zaki's good enough to beat Animo on Saturday, well, he's going to be given every possible chance, but... Um, I think that just about wraps us up, Wilbur. Obviously, this yep. podcast is sponsored by Where the Punt. Benny and I did have our Nature Strip ties last week on track at Royal Wandwick. Uh, they are of the highest quality only. So, guys, make sure you jump on and, and have a look at what Willie Barbs and Where the Punt have got to offer. Um, if there's a horse that you own yourself or or want some memorabilia of, uh, not memorabilia, merchandise of, um, it all can be facilitated. Uh, so, yeah, there's no no big, no job too big or too small at Where the Punt. So, uh, yeah, make sure you get in touch with, with Benny or myself or Willie Barbs and chuck in RP15 and that'll get you 15% off at the checkout. And, uh, yeah, happy days. All right, Wilma, I think we went pretty well. We stayed on the straight and narrow for all it's worth. Don't need Ben. We don't need Ben. Don't need Uh, his D-set. No, we don't need his D-set. Obviously, punters, Benny's tips will all go uh, through the page like usual. More so this week than normal, obviously. But, um, yeah, Wilma, you keep keep smashing out the bookwork. Your English exam coming up in a few days. I'm heading off to the Valley tomorrow and Saturday, so... Should be uh, should be very good to get out there. My first Manicato Cox double, so I might be a little worse for wear come Monday, but see if I survive. But uh, yeah, I hoped, hope Wilbur and I have found you an angle tonight, punters, and hopefully to see uh, one or two of you out there for Australia's greatest race. But until then, uh, I hope you're back in a winner. I hope you have a fill-up, and we'll catch you on Monday for the re- review. Cheers, guys. Cheers.